This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some will find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues Sicilians, and the sixth thing I like about these awesome amphibians is their diet. Our understanding of what and how Sicilians eat is still evolving, but we know enough to know that it is fascinating. First, let's talk about what they eat. Sicilians are carnivores. That means they eat meat. There have been enough studies into various species of Sicilians that we have a decent idea of what prey items they tend to eat. In general, they focus on invertebrates that are commonly found where they live, underground, in the leaf litter of tropical forests, and underwater. Some examples include ants, termites, earthworms, snails, and some Sicilians have been recorded eating crabs, lizards, frogs, and blind snakes. Aquatic Sicilians eat fish and aquatic invertebrates. You probably get the drift. If it's an insect or a small animal that lives where Sicilians live and it fits in their mouth, they'll eat it. Since Sicilians have no limbs to help them catch or stabilize prey items, their jaw muscles and skulls have evolved to produce a high bite force to help prevent prey items from squiggling away. Sicilians have developed a double jaw muscle mechanism that is special to these amphibians. These muscles are different from other vertebrates because they're actually located above and below the jaw as opposed to the side of the jaw. So here's a little interactive moment. Take a moment here and place your hands on the side of your jaw. Now open and close your mouth. What you feel moving is your jaw muscles. If we were able to place our hands on the sides of a Sicilian's jaw, we would not feel those muscles. Scientists think that the placement of the muscles on the top and bottom of the skull may be due to the close confines of burrows in which the Sicilians live and hunt. Whatever the reason, it's one more cool adaptation these amphibians have developed. In the last episode, we talked about the two different skull formations found in Sicilians. At first thought, these differences might be due to the burrowing needs of the Sicilian. But upon studying bite force and diet, the different skull formations may actually be related to bite force. Sicilians who have the perforated or zygocrotaphic skull structure utilize the leverage from the two jaw muscles more efficiently than Sicilians with the completely roofed or stegocrotaphic skull. What exactly does this information indicate? We're not quite sure yet. We need some more research to determine what these results may mean. For now, we'll just have to settle for the knowledge itself. 
Scientists, being the inquisitive people that they are, asked if Sicilians might specialize in specific diet items. Two pieces of evidence leans us towards yes as the answer. One piece of evidence supporting this is tooth shape. Sicilians that eat mostly soft-bodied invertebrates, like earthworms, tend to have sharp, curved teeth. This allows the teeth to hook into soft tissue and hold tight. Sicilians that tend to eat prey items that have a harder shell, such as snails, have flatter, pedestal-style teeth. This allows them to crush and grind the hard shell. While we're talking about teeth, let me toss this cool fact out there. Sicilians have two rows of teeth in their top jaw and may have one or two rows in the bottom jaw, depending on species. That's just cool. Forgive my side trip. I just couldn't resist telling you this fascinating fact. The second form of evidence supporting diet specialization comes from a study done with two species of Sicilians that live at the same area, but in different layers of soil. Researchers analyzed the diet of Geotreptus serafini and Herapele squalostoma, two terrestrial Sicilians from Central Africa. G. serafini lives lower in the soil and eats mostly earthworms, while mole crickets, which are found higher in the soil or in leaf litter above the ground, dominated H. squalostoma's diet. Now, we don't know if the diet is dependent on where they live, or if they live where their preferred diet can be found. That is a study for the future. Sicilians just can't stop surprising us. In another study looking at feeding behavior of Sicilians, scientists discovered that these amphibians utilize rotational feeding. What exactly is rotational feeding? Think about those nature programs you've seen about African animals being snatched up by a crocodile. The crocodile often catches something larger than it can swallow in one gulp and spins lengthwise. This behavior is used to reduce the size of a prey item so it can be easily consumed. That is what rotational feeding is. In this study, two species of terrestrial Sicilians were observed and recorded eating. They caught both species using rotational feeding to successfully maneuver large prey items into their mounds, just like crocodiles. Unexpectedly, the researchers also observed the Sicilians using rotational feeding when they caught smaller prey items that easily fit into their mouths. So the question is, why do they spin when the prey item fits easily into their mouth? We don't have a solid answer to that question yet, but researchers postulated that because Sicilians are blind, maybe they're using the rotational feeding to feel the prey item to help them determine what it is. The last behavior we're going to talk about concerning Sicilian's diet is the most fascinating and slightly disturbing food item I've ever come across in my years as an animal caretaker. Bulangarula tetanus is an African Sicilian that begins life by eating its mother's skin. You heard me correctly. They eat their mother's skin. So while mom incubates her eggs that she laid in her subterranean tunnel, the outer layer of her skin thickens with nutritious fatty lipids. 
When the young hatch, they have special baby teeth that help them shave off the mother's outer skin layer. Whew. This is the only vertebrate known to use this type of parental feeding strategy. Oh, boy. I am thankful every day I wasn't born a bird so my mom didn't have to puke into my mouth to feed me. And now I'm thankful I wasn't born a Sicilian so I didn't have to eat my mother's skin. Well, that's all for this episode. And I know you loved this episode on Sicilian diets because it's the most fascinating episode I've researched so far. And it's my sixth favorite thing about this amphibian. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. And join me next week for another thing I like about Sicilians. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, piano extraordinaire.